Good afternoon, Augusta and surrounding areas. Welcome to another special edition of Local Matters. This is a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Uh, Today, we have with us a candidate for the Georgia Public Service Commission. You will remember that a few weeks ago, I talked about the Public Service Commission and how uh, important it is to the functions of our government. And it is one of those, quote unquote, down ballot offices that we don't pay a lot of attention to, but that, that has a tremendous impact on our quality of life here in Georgia. Uh, Mr. Noel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Delighted. Uh, the first thing that I want to say is, much to my surprise, I found out that you are a resident of our great city of Augusta, Georgia. Oh, yeah. Well, I admit to being a new resident, but I love Augusta. I absolutely love it. As you and I were talking off air, I... Uh, uh, it's amazing I haven't run into you down there in the riverfront because I run it uh, nearly every morning, live right on Broad Street. All right. Well, great. We're glad to have you in the area and we're glad to have you uh, wanting to be uh, a representative on the Georgia Public Service Commission. Uh, the first thing that I see here, uh, as I looked at the map, you're running for a District 4 seat. And looks like District 4 is a meandering area that covers several congressional districts and goes from the South Carolina line to the Alabama line. Uh, and then the Tennessee line, of course, covering most of the northern portion of the state of Georgia. Meanwhile, we here in Augusta consider ourselves part of the East Central Georgia region. So that shape in and of itself was a little different to me. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about what that district means and who votes for uh, the folks who are running for that uh, District 4 seat? You you are a good student indeed, uh, and it's very confusing. So the District 4 is well, basically runs from Rome uh, all along the northern side down to Augusta, and people, everybody gets confused about this, and they say, well, well, you know, I live in South Georgia, I live in Macon, I live in Columbus, can't vote for you, or I live in Burke County, I can't vote for you. I said, no, 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 you just got to live in these districts, and then once you live in that district, then you can run statewide. So I will be on the ballot, uh, Democratic ballot, for everybody in the state. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So even though you have to reside in District 4, in order to run for District 4 Public Service Commission, people all over the state of Georgia have to vote for you. It's still a statewide race, even though you're representing that one district. Bingo. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. Yes, okay. You know, I have heard of some local governments. I don't think it, I'm not sure if there are any in the state of Georgia, but I've heard of some local governments in other states that do that. Uh, so here we are with something uh, in a statewide election that 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 means that you have to campaign statewide, which also means that you've got to run money, raise raise money to run statewide oh, too. Tell me about it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And uh, and I, it's hard during a pandemic. Any as in, any candidate right now, even the low, you know, we got a we got a very competitive. We got a lot of competitive races, but we got a competitive sheriff's race and other things. These local candidates are having, as I have, a very hard time raising money. 
but they're only running in Richmond County or, or uh, you know, in the surrounding areas. I've got to run statewide. So yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was in Savannah um, uh, talking and giving away some face masks. My company, my company is based in Atlanta. We do projects around the country. But um, I, I, we had acquired a bunch of face masks, and so slowly we've been giving them out to places that uh, aren't getting them. Um, we were in Milledgeville the week before that giving them out because those areas are really hard hit. Um, and so th- that's just sort of community stuff that I want to do to help. Uh, and, and, but it means I, I end up traveling a lot. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. And tell us a little bit more about your business. I see you have... Uh, in 1999, you founded Energy and Environment LLC, an energy efficiency contracting company. Tell me, uh, in layman's terms, what that uh, company does. It it basically saves people money on their electric bills. Now, wouldn't that be nice? Um, uh, now, the truth is, we don't do residential work. We do commercial buildings, industrial buildings. We even did some government projects. Uh, one of my signature projects was the Pearl Harbor Navy base uh, in the early 2000s. We did a lighting project. So basically we go in and we change out all the lights to more efficient LEDs. And uh, so in that respect, and in many others, I'm an energy efficiency expert. I know how to get the same amount of light or the same amount of heating and cooling with less energy. That's my whole thing. It's been my career of well two decades now uh and my company's been successful and so i've kind of walked away from the business and i've said i'm willing to give some of my own time uh, and energy in this race i want to go help people save money and one of the things i'm afraid that's not happening from our utility monopolies are they're not looking after us and the public service commission doesn't look after us and so as a consequence our bills keep going up and i don't think they need to my job my business for 20 years and making people's bills go down. Okay. And and let's pause there for a minute and talk about the role of the Public Service Commission. So it sounds like what you're telling our listeners is that the Public Service Commission has authority over the utility rates that we're currently paying. Is that right? Ooh, you got it. That's it. That's exactly right. So uh, every three years, they, well, I'll throw terms out there, an IRP, an integrated resource plan. Um, they set the rates, but the integrated resource plan comes out and says, you know, I want there to be solar power. I want there to be more coal power. How about the, how is that energy produced? That's what that IRP does. And so they, they make these big decisions every few years. And then they make little decisions along the way about rate increases or rate decreases. And one of the things that four out of the five commissioners just voted for was uh, a fee increase to your base rate. So if you go home and look at your residential electric bill, it says $10 for just just for having service, not using a single watt of power, $10. Well, would you be surprised to know that's going to go to 12 and then 14 and on up from there? And conveniently, they delayed it for this year because it's an election year. And then it starts kicking in after that. <laughs> How okay. convenient is that? Okay. So these little nefarious things uh, mean real pain for people uh, on their bills. And I think bills ought to be tied to how much power you're using, not just because you have your service on. Okay. Okay. That is really interesting. And you mentioned that this would be going into effect, in, into effect after the election. Yeah, so, that's right. 
And I Any think every subsequent year has a step to increase. Okay. And I think I saw that these terms are actually six year terms. Yes, the election is uh once you're elected you serve for six years. It's kind of the PSC, because it regulates the utilities, you know, we gave the utilities a monopoly a hundred years ago. Uh, Georgia Power in the case of electricity and, and Atlanta gas, like the case of gas, and, and others, telecommunications, some telecommunications monopolies. We, we gave them a monopoly, but you can't let companies just run themselves, but with a monopoly, you have to have oversight. And so this quasi-judicial uh, body, the Public Service Commission, kind of acts as judges. And when they bring things to us, they say, we want to spend money on this. And, and so it's our job to question that. We want to raise these rates because of this reason. And it's our job to question that. Or in the end, just to make a decision and say, nope, here's how it's going to be. And, uh, you know, the problem, of course, of the Georgia Power Company is not, not that the employees are bad people. They're great people. I've met all kinds of great Georgia Power employees. It's the, it's the upper echelon. It's the executives that are making, for example, the, the president of Georgia Power makes $13,000 a day. Think about that for a second. So Delta CEO said, I'm not taking any pay. I'm taking a pay cut right now. Uh, and, and, and Georgia Power CEO says, well, we're not going to do disconnections during this thing. I think there's a real disconnect. And the Public Service Commission's job is to be the arbiters, to look after and out for the people. And I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, so, and you mentioned that just in terms of process, if if you can help our listeners understand. So that means that if Georgia Power or, and tell me, are the electric membership companies, do they have to fall under the authority of the PSC as well? Jefferson Electric and Mitchell EMC and all those other ones out there? The short answer is no, they do not. They are their own critters. However, the PSC does have a little influence over them because sometimes... There's territorial disputes. There's other there's other things that come before the commission, and then both the the big company, the, the company as they call it, Georgia Power and the EMCs, have to meet, and we get to decide uh, various sort of administrative things and territorial disputes and things like that. So one of the things I tell people who have got a problem with their EMC or their or their city utility uh, or something like that, so I say we don't regulate them directly, but we do have kind of bully pulpit power basically they they sure entertain me if i want to come visit with them in their office because there'll be one day they're in front of me at the commission and uh and you know and and so i i think that gives us as commissioners the opportunity kind of like with broadband you know we don't have that problem in in county too much and certainly in augusta i have fast broadband down on broad street but the rest of Georgia is hurting, and a lot of kids are out there hurting. But the PSC doesn't directly regulate it, but they do have a lot of oversight over the telecom companies out in rural Georgia. So, again, there's ways that the PSC should be advocating for people, and they're just not. They're kind of asleep at the switch and warming the chairs when they ought to be really helping and fighting and advocating. Okay. Uh, You've talked about several things, John, that you'd like to do if you are successful in your quest to become elected. Are there any other things you want to point out to our listeners today? Green power. I'm the solar power candidate. You know, uh, my Twitter handle is new energy guy. Uh, My Facebook page is John Noel at uh, John Noel, new energy guy. I mean, uh, you know, I have, I have, I drive an electric car. 
uh, I got solar power. Um, I, I just, I want to reduce my whole, my whole environmental ethic is reducing my carbon footprint on this planet because I think it's important to be, you know, a good steward of the, of the world we live in, especially now with climate change. And by the way, all the public service commissioners deny that climate change is happening. So that just tells you where their mind is on that. But I really think it's time that we, uh, we embrace it and we figure out how that solar power can be made available uh to everybody not just not just people that can afford it right now let's drive that cost down let's figure out programs where we can put some on people's houses and on churches and businesses with this place that was in savannah hands out food uh, to poor folks that come in and want it i said well what can we do to reduce your energy bill wouldn't it be nice if we could put solar power around here you're going to be here for 50 years let's make sure that we can put a system on there so i would try and figure out how we could get solar out to everybody Okay. All right. Now you mentioned internet connection. Does uh, the public service uh, commission govern that as well? Yes and no. Uh, not not directly. Uh, we don't have we don't have command over broadband. What we do have command over is a twenty five million dollar uh, universal service fund. It's basically if you have a landline at your house, you pay into this little fee, and it, all that money comes to the PSC, and then they dole it out, and they've been doling it out to give copper wire run into rural homes so that everybody can have a phone. And that's great. But why the heck weren't we running uh, telecommunication wire and running high-speed Internet wire and using voice over IP, which is what it's called, instead of copper wire? So we've basically been blowing $25 million a year on this antiquated old landline stuff when we should have been thinking outside the box. And over 10 years, that's a quarter of a billion dollars. It's just little decisions like that. Nobody's thinking. And I want to, you know, being a 20-year business owner and being somebody that hustles to look for the best deal and, 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 and make a deal, I just feel like we ought to be having, we ought to be thinking smarter. Okay. Uh, we've had a great conversation here. We've got about a yeah. minute left. Um, there is one other question I want to ask. Uh, you have served in public office before. Is that right? I have. I was elected uh, in the Georgia House of Representatives uh, in the early 2000s, and I loved it. I introduced a lead, uh, they call it lead, L-E-E-D, but this is the fancy term for le- leadership and energy and bishop design. I introduced a bill that said, hey, if we're going to build a state building, it's going to be there forever. Why aren't we building it efficiently and environmentally friendly? And uh, uh, and when that passed, it has saved the state tens of millions of dollars over years. Uh, just things like that. I mean, I bring a lot of expertise that the PSC really needs, and I hope folks will support me in the primary. Well, this has been great chatting with you. Our time is up now, but I just thank yeah. you so much for uh, this opportunity to inform our listeners about your campaign and the role of the Public Service Commission. 